Off the Ball. In association with AIR. Watch 35 live European Rugby Champions Cup games this season on the AIR Sport Pack. This is News Talk. They're going up. Oh, my goodness. Hayward came down so hard. Okay. Hayward broke his leg. Hayward has broken his leg. Hayward has broken his leg. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And that is how quickly a season can change. Rhea wants to foul on that play. Kyrie spins, takes it in the paint, backing his way down, off the finger roll! Kyrie Irving showing why it's his world. It's a lot of heart, uh, you know, being protected by some incredible energies and, um, you know, us just preparing the right way. We have a resilient team, like you said, and I mean, these type of games, you learn you learn a little about yourselves. Um, you know, I feel like we took steps in the right direction of uh, just proving ourselves uh, that we can go the full 48 minutes and some. Mm. Kyrie Irving there uh, speaking after uh, the Celtics have gone 16 wins on the bounce. At the start of that clip, you heard a clip we've played on the show before, actually, which was the opener, season opener for the Celtics, where Gordon Hayward there, new signing, broke his leg and things weren't looking so good. But suddenly... Uh, 16 wins on the bounce later and things look very good. We've got Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe on the line. Evening, Kevin. How are you, Joe? Very good. So a feature of the 16 wins in quite a number of them, uh, just to add to the drama and the uh, sense of uh, good feeling about the place, is that they're making a lot of dramatic comebacks. Like even last night, it was a 13-point deficit in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and when they beat the Warriors, the defending uh, champions, they came back from you know, 16, 17 points twice in the same game that's 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 been a mark of the streak but it's interesting when you played that clip joe because i think if all celtics fans were honest they would say the season was over when haywood broke his leg they just didn't see there were there were questions even before that happened whether this team could match up with cleveland let alone the warriors in the west could they beat cleveland in the east to get to the nba finals this year and i think that was unanswered uh, and still, I, I think we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves. It's very early in the season, but nobody could have predicted this. Um, and I know that Kyrie Irving is getting the lion's share that everybody says this is the difference. Mm. But I think it's much more than that. It's very There's several factors. The most important, I would argue, is rebounding and defense in general. Last year, the, the Celtics got out-rebounded in almost every game, even the games they won. They would give up. They just gave up more rebounds. They gave up second, third chances all the time, and that's what ultimately killed them against the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers were getting three, four shots at, at every at every basket. It was it was hard to watch. Mm. This team can rebound, and the fundamentals of this team. The other thing that's that, that you know everybody says, well, if Haywood didn't get hurt, they'd be even better. You know, maybe maybe not in the sense that. With Hayward going down, this has given more opportunities for the young kids on the on the bench to play more. The kid that has obviously had a big breakthrough early on is Jalen Brown. He has been absolutely terrific. And against the Warriors, he had his breakout game. And he played that game less than 24 hours after learning his best friend had died. And uh, he had a very quiet, good game last night, too, Jalen Brown. The other kid that is obviously impressed is Jason Tatum, the the rookie. And he would not be getting the minutes he is getting now if Haywood was healthy. But would they be better with Haywood? Probably. But boy, how, the only way you're better than than this right now is you're 17 and one, mm. or you're or you're you know 18 and 0. Mm. 
I'm glad you've given us those other factors because certainly from this remove, it very much looks like the Irving effect. So, he's, you know, he's a four time NBA All-Star. He obviously won the championship with the Cavs and scored the very dramatic three pointer with 53 seconds to go. Uh, very famously mm-hmm. and so it looked like well Irving is just now blossoming he's 25 years of age effectively it seemed left the Cavs because he was pretty sick of hanging out in LeBron's LeBron shadow. shadow yeah and there was you know no there's no no love lost there and, and so from afar the very easy presumption was well Irving is just blossoming now into the absolute superstar he was always likely to be I don't mean to minimize it because I think that's all true right and there's no question that he's happy to be here he was unhappy in Cleveland and he feels reborn here, and he just he took to the town from the moment he got here, and they're already chanting MVP at every game at, at the Garden now. But I, I think it. But you know, you have to remember that the, the, to to get Kyrie, the Celtics parted with Isaiah Thomas, who's actually was scoring more points per game than Kyrie was last year. Uh, but it is definitely a trade up. The, the other difference, it, it, you, Kyrie Irving plays defense at a level that Isaiah Thomas just from his his physical position could not. Mm. Isaiah is just a much smaller player. He's not as long. You see, they they list him at five nine. I stood next to Isaiah Thomas. He might be five seven. Right. And you know, the what the, what he did to his body every night to get to the basket. Uh, it, it's so different to watch. Kylie Irving is so smooth, and they can't even hit him. They <laughs> they try to hit him. They miss him. He's just elusive. He's a he's a marvel to watch. But again, I would say that. It isn't one thing that is behind the Celtics, you know, surge here. It is about four or five different factors, and there's no way anybody at the beginning of the season would have predicted that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were playing at the level they are playing right now. Okay, fair enough. We heard even in that clip there, Irving doing something which, just looking at his various interviews over even the last number of years today, scanning back through some of them, he's liable to do. So in the clip we played, he talked about the energies protecting him. And Mm -hmm. he certainly seems to not be adverse to giving off the impression he is a very deep person and a real deep thinker and uh, spiritual in some ways. And then I see he uh, very famously and has maintained it up until... uh, pretty much the present. He believes the earth might be flat is the, the famous thing about him. He's not, he's not, so, mm-hmm. sure, he's not so sure it's round. Uh, Kyrie Irving, the character? Yeah, he is. he's an interesting personality. The other thing that I think was very interesting, the way he came into this town, Boston has always had a rep as a tough place for black athletes to play. Uh, Boston has a racist past. Uh, Bill Russell, who I would argue is the greatest Celtic of all time, certainly the greatest defensive Celtic of all time, was treated shabbily here in the 60s when they won all those championships. Uh, and he didn't come back to the town for a long time because he found he found it was so racist he didn't want to be here. Uh, but it's different now. And, and Kyrie Irving told the story that his first day, one of the first days he was in Boston, he, his car broke down in, a, in like a rainstorm. And, like, several people stopped to help him. They had no idea he was Kyrie Irving. Mm. And so he made this remark. He says, I know that people have talked about race in this town. He goes, all I can tell you is my experience. People stopped and helped a black man. And I think that it was kind of a remarkable story, and people didn't make nearly as much of it as if he had told an opposite story. If he had said, you know, my car broke down on the side of the road, 
and I'm standing there by my car, and everybody's just driving by me. That would have been a national story, and it would have it would have fit into that night that that old neat narrative of Boston being a racist town. Mm. Uh, in fact, Kyrie told just the opposite, and mm. uh, of, of that experience. And I think that that sent a, a real signal to a lot of people who are curious about him because he can be diffident. He can be. You know, he he did not like the way LeBron ran that team and everybody had to subsume their own game and, and in fact, their own personalities in front of King James. Mm. And uh, I I think he just, he just, he's clearly a natural leader. There's there's no doubt that every game I've watched, even against, you know, against the Warriors, he really was terrific at the end, but he had a lousy night shooting percentage-wise. He was Mm. throwing up a lot of shots and not hitting anything, but Every night he does something that makes you you shake your head and say, this guy is unstoppable. When he decides to go to the basket, he is unstoppable in a way that LeBron is more by Braun than it is by just the sheer elusiveness of going. There was a scene last night, and they played it three or four times on the television because it was so remarkable. He went to the basket, and all five members of the Dallas Mavericks were in the picture. You did not see one other Celtic in the picture. All five of them collapse around uh, Kyrie Irving, and he still got to the basket. Mm. And does he attract a lot of ridicule for the flat earth theory, or what does he have to say uh, about that? No, nah, some people took the piss and all that stuff. But, I, I you know, Irving is just, I, he's not a, a huge talker, to be honest, and there hasn't right. been a lot of talk. This Celtics team kind of reminds me of the Patriots, that attitude that don't do a lot of talking. Don't give anybody bulletin board material. Mm. Keep your mouth shut, shut, and as Bill Belichick says, do your job. And this team is doing their job. It, it, the other amazing thing, Joe, is they are using so many people on that bench. Right. They're using everybody. Terry Rozier, uh, Daniel Thies, the, the German kid, has come in and had an immediate impact. Aaron Baines, the, the, the Australian, has had a terrific impact. Again, rebounding, getting the rebounds. That a that a seven footer like Kelly Olnick, the mm. Canadian that they traded, just didn't get those rebounds. Kelly was sort of a soft seven footer. Yeah. This kid Baines, holy moly! You know, <laughs> he he looks like he could play rugby for Ireland. So it, the the Celtics generally of the original basket NBA or well, it wasn't NBA originally, but of the original franchises, only the Knicks and the Celtics are in their original cities. It's maybe one of the most storied franchises right. in American sport, not just basketball. The se- 17 NBA championships means they're one ahead of the Lakers. You've got the Chicago Bulls back on six, so they're most this the most successful uh, franchise. There's the Larry Bird era, just to give listeners a pot of history, the three titles there. The 90s are uh, dreadful and there's a 22 year gap from 86 through to uh, 2008 when they've won their last right. NBA championship. Given that, say, you know, it's it's such a great sporting town, you've got the Red Sox, the Patriots are, what, 30, 40 miles outside of the city. The Celtics mm-hmm. are right in the city centre. Is Boston, does it have more of a pep in its step when the Celtics are going well? What's that relationship like? No. No question, and and the other element of that is the Bruins, the hockey team, just is is going. They'll be lucky to make the playoffs. They're right. really struggling. But it, it we we did a story in the Globe the other day about this that the ratings they've they've gone up fivefold. People are. I could just tell that my wife and my son we, we've watched just about every Celtics game on our in our in our living room on our. Uh, you know, sitting there on the on the on the the, the, the sofa watching the games, mm. we have not done that. I, I think you'd have to go back. I, I think my kids were really, you know, they were much younger when we had the big three. When you had, you know, Paul Pierce, 
Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. Those yeah. were great, exciting, fun teams to watch. Then we went through about a four or five, six year period where the Celtics were just abysmal to watch. And Isaiah turned it around last year, and that was a fun team to watch. They overachieved. They got to the Eastern Conference Finals, but the gap between them and the Cavs was huge. Right. I think that gap has been narrowed dramatically. Like I, I still think it's a little early before we say this is a team that's going to get to the NBA Finals. I don't think there's any doubt that the, that it, it would, um, barring a, a huge upset, I, I'd be shocked if the Celtics don't get the East Coast, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. How they match up against the Cavs. This is the other interesting thing. It's been so long ago. After Haywood went down. And the Celtics came back twice against the Cavs in that game. And, and, and the Cavs had trouble beating them when Haywood got hurt in that mm-hmm. game. Uh, I can't wait to watch that next game. We'll really get a, a good measure of, of what this Celtics team and how they match up uh, against the Cavs. The way they're playing right now, Joe, they'll, they'll match up very well against the Cavs. OK, I dare say we'll be nagging you as the season unfolds for updates. Uh, one last point. Oh, we've, we've maybe three, four minutes here at Tops. But uh, Bill Russell... So mm-hmm. you might give us a flavor of just how badly treated he was. Well, I mean, it, it, it wasn't just Bill Russell. It was all the black players on those great mm. teams. You know, they, they, were, they, were, they were Celtics teams that won, they won 10 NBA championships in 11 years. It's preposterous how good they were. And uh, I remember uh, Tommy Heinsohn, who was now, uh, now a, a broadcaster for the, for, the, for, the, for the Celtics. He's sort of like a color man. And I remember he told that story of when Jim Loskatoff, another Pinson and Loskatoff were white, and after they they were in the middle of the playoffs sometime in the early '60s, and they they all went up to this club, that, you know, a restaurant not that not that far from Boston Garden, and Losky walked in, and he was a tough big guy, and he walked in, and then his friends from the team, the black guys, went back, and the bouncer or whatever wouldn't let them through, and he called them the N word. And Tommy told me that Losky went so crazy, he broke the bar up. He tore it apart. Mm. But that was the level of, this is when the Celtics were winning championships. Mm. And I believe that night it was Sam Jones, Casey Jones, and Willie Knowles, who were the black guys that went out with their buddies, and they weren't even allowed into a restaurant you know, in the shadow of Boston Garden. That's how bad it was. Wow. And, and Russell, said, again. Yeah, you said Russell, Russell left the city for a long time? He left the city. He left. He just wouldn't come back to all the. And I'd say the 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 sort of rapprochement began about ten or fifteen years ago when he came back and uh, the city put up a a, a a statue of Bill outside Boston City Hall, and that's when he talked about and he talked about how the how the what the racial component was like in the '60s and how far the city had come, and that he feels welcome here now. And he has taken his place. I mean, in this town, I mean, you're talking about Ted Williams in baseball, Bobby Orr in hockey, and I guess it's, you got to have Larry Bird in there. But mm. I, 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 from my perspective, as a little older guy, I don't. I think the greatest Celtic of all time was was Bill Russell. Mm. Um, nobody won more championships, and he also was the first, you know, African American coach in the NBA too. I think most people don't even know that. He was a player coach for the Celtics. Red Orbeck made him the coach. He's a really smart guy, and and it's been one of the nicest things to see to see him to come back to the city and be properly re- recognized and appreciated for what he is. You know, we can never live down the racist past of Boston. You can only use it as something to get better, and I think the city has gotten much better on that stuff. Yeah. Kev, interesting as always. Thanks so much.
Thanks, Joe. Kevin Cullen there from the Boston Globe. Off the ball on News Talk. Thanks to Air. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband.